0: Do you remember when you used to get really excited about stuff, like when you were a kid? Like if somebody knocked on the door at your house or the phone rang, like, oh, wow, that's exciting. The phone rang. I wonder who's calling to talk to us. And that was back when you only had one phone, right? There was like one phone in the house. Like if you lived in the lap of luxury, you had two lines in your house. I knew a couple of people growing up that had that. Um, they had really big houses, um, and usually like somebody who, like one of the parents was somebody who had an office in the house and they had to do work sometimes on the weekends or at night. And that's why they had the second phone line because their, their calls couldn't be interrupted. They couldn't argue with somebody to have the phone. Um, but I didn't know that many people who, who had that kind of deal going on and, Uh, So the phone was, you know, the phone ringing was a big deal. Phone ringing around my house growing up, though, was always really funny because my mother answered the phone for a living. Like she, that's basically what she did. She sat at a desk, her phone rang at her desk, she had to answer it and she had to do work for people. And so when the phone rang at home, she was just not happy about it. She was not into it. She didn't want to talk to anybody. Didn't matter who was calling, did not want to talk to them. And in particular, she did not want to talk to her sister. If you answered the phone and it was my Aunt Eileen and you said anything other than, oh, no, mom's not home. You either did it deliberately because you were mad at her or you just wanted to see the fireworks. So, yeah. Anyway, I thought about that because of uh, the song I'm going to start off with tonight. Oh, by the way, I'm Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record here on Radio Note. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, this song is about the telephone getting in your way. and And that's what I'm starting off with tonight. So there you go. <laughs>
1: And I said I want to when the time is right now I need you all through the night now That feeling side to sight Get it on in the morning now I'm going to tell you just one more deal.
2: I'm going to make love to you That's the kind of feeling I just want with. I said oh, come on girl now this is it Get it on in the morning now be you, but I feel it's going me, it's gonna be just you and me, in ecstasy. Okay.
0: is a genuine actual freak out right there that is jimmy page and i don't know who else is on that recording because uh, i i couldn't i couldn't find it this uh from a album that came out in i think 1994 it's just a collection of all kinds of stuff that he did uh as a session musician and and for all kinds of different people and it doesn't really detail out who he's playing with there um but it's pretty obvious i mean very distinctive jimmy page kind of guitar playing um although i i suspect that whole thing is one take which is kind of cool so there you go uh and before that chase with get it on uh it should be hyphenated in uh or parenthetically in the morning that's the, the reason i played this song because that guy heard this song and it just cracked me up um yeah clearly this guy wants something very specific before that, Quincy Jones with Money Runner, uh, the meters did tippy-toes, and Fun Boy 3 started us off with, The telephone always rings. Uh, and yes, it does. So it's sort of corollary what I said at the, at the top of the show. Um, I, I also have a job where I have to answer the phone all day long. And so basically anytime I'm af- off the clock and, and I hear a phone ring, I curse. So thanks, Mom. You taught me well. <laughs> That's my little Mother's Day tribute to uh, to my mom, may she rest in peace. Uh, I am Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record here on Radio Nope. Thank you for tuning in. Or if you're listening on some sort of podcasting platform, thank you for doing that. Because uh, listening is listening. That sounds like a really obvious thing to say. Yes, listening is listening. Huh. It's been that kind of week. And it's Tuesday. I yeah, that seems to happen to me fairly consistently with the show. I'm sorry. I'll stop complaining. Life is good. I'm only in a little pain. <sighs> I don't know, I don't have that much to say right now. Um I mean I'm not ready quite ready to go on my rant about the Oakland A's, which I will do. I will do. My my stomach is ready to go on a rant about something. Um but before that, I would like very much to play this musical interlude at you. Um, I think the the band a band that people should get m- more acquainted with is this particular one because they were pretty super influential and also if you're not from the UK, um, totally obscure. This is the move on the public record. well, that was unexpected. (laughs) Oh my. Uh, that was budgie crash course, crash course in brain surgery. That's what I get for not thinking about what I'm going to say before I say it. I stuttered actually when I was a kid, I stuttered. So it's one of the things this Joe has in common with the Joe in the white house. Uh, I stuttered as a kid and I had to learn how not to do it. And one of the ways not to do it is to think clearly about what you're going to say before you say it. And I did not just do that just now and fumble my words. So there we go. Budgie, Crash Course in Brain Surgery. Um, cool little short song. I don't know what else to say about that. Before that, Cactus, Long Tall Sally. Um, that's Tim Bogert um, and uh, Vinny Apache. Um, and I don't remember who the guitar player was in that band, but that's the band that that's Cactus is the band that became, uh, Beck Bogart and and Apache, which was like, you know, a post Jeff Beck group deal. Um, that was supposed to be the next big thing and nobody cared, but I, I hear that whenever I hear that song, um, by Cactus, I always like get why Jeff Beck wanted to have a band with those dudes. That totally makes sense to me. Before that, the Pink Fairies with "Do It," not not a big deep message in that song. Just do it. Uh, sometimes that's enough. And the Move started us off with "Feel Too Good." That Move song is like, um, it's like people with loud instruments who really like the Beatles. That's that's really what it comes down to for me. I always love the, the bass playing on Move records, right? Because, you know, like Tom Peterson, uh, Cheap Trick, totally inspired by um, the sound from the Move Records, and that's kind of where he got his deal from, and he's a big, big hero of mine. So, there you go. That's the deal. The actual deal. I'm Joe Public. You're listening to the Public Record here on Radio Noop. Uh... <laughs> uh, okay, the next song i want to play... Um, I have many thoughts about it and I'll, I'll probably talk about them afterward. But one of the things uh, previewing this is there's a whole thing at the end with like a radio announcer voice. And every once in a while, I feel like I get really into the radio announcer voice. Like I can way too easily do that traditional, um, you know, radio announcer dude kind of voice. Um, I kind of like that. I should do a whole show that way. I should see if I could do an entire two hour show just full-on radio announcer voice (laughs) i'm never gonna do it you don't need to worry i'm it's never gonna happen it's just an idea in my head that made me laugh uh i could i I think i can maybe sustain it for like a half an hour and then i would just be tired of it so there you go So on on to that next song that inspired that whole idea. This, my friends, is the twos.
2: What do you want from life? To kidnap an heiress? Or threaten her with a knife? What do you want from life to get cable TV and watch it every night?
1: tonight How can you tell when you're doing all right Does your bank account swell while you're Mercedes, an MG, or a Malibu.
0: That's Ian Hunter doing his best uh, David Bowie right there. I mean, come on. There's so much about that that's got like the white dookie era. Dookie? Era David Bowie written all over it. Ian Hunter, bastard. James Gang did The Devil Is Singing Our Song. That's uh, James Gang post-Joe Walsh leaving uh, when Tommy Bolin was their guitar player. I like those records. They did like two albums, I think with tommy Bolin, before he bolted to go be in deep purple for one record and one tour um yeah it it i like those records and then the tubes what do you want from life apparently you're guaranteed a kidney-shaped pool um and a, and a microwave don't watch the food cook what do you want a baby's arm holding an apple the whole song is worth the, is worth the outro. The outro makes the whole song worthwhile. I'll put it that way. I have one vote from a loyal listener uh, for uh, doing an entire show in the radio announcer voice. It would be so much work. I mean, I, I get it. It'd be, it would be hilarious, but it would be so much work because the for-real announcer like always had a script always had a script. Nothing, you don't wing anything. And so to really pull that off, you have to have a script in front of you. Um and you have to have a way of reading it with and like turning pages without crinkling paper and stuff like that. I mean, you can totally do that with software now. Um teleprompter software and stuff like that, but you know, part of the talent back in the day was, you know, how do you lay out your pages so that you don't have to turn any pages. You don't you don't hear any paper crinkling cuz these microphones are like super I can hear my clothing rustling. I can, I can totally do that ASMR thing. You know, I, I can do that. That is so weird. It's so weird. There's this whole culture. Like, I don't know. If you're old, like me, maybe you're not totally familiar with it, but there's like this whole culture online of people like doing weird things things really close to a microphone and some of them aren't aren't weird at all i mean they're like you know turning pages oh without the air i don't know i don't get it i mean i get it because like techno all of this technology like what i'm doing right now unthinkable 20 years ago to to like sit in my house and live stream radio just unthinkable thing to do and not only that but to do it in a way that actually like sounds like real radio um i mean yeah i make goofy mistakes because i'm not a professional radio dj announcer dude um but but i do know what i'm doing and and like there's other there's like people who just jump into this and they're great at it right off the bat and some of that has to do with the fact that you can now just gear up Um, so that it's not that difficult for you. I mean, like, um, I watch like every once in a while, watch these video streams of people's podcasts. So, um, like Sarah, Sarah Silverman, I really, I like watching the videos of her, uh, doing her podcast. Um, and she's pretty good. She's, she's pretty good with mic tech technique. Um, Whitney Cummings though, is another one. She's another comedian that has a podcast who, does everything wrong like when i watch her i want to yell at her She like she grabs the microphone she grabs the boom stand she does all this stuff but the thing is is if you've got the right equipment and you've got i mean in her case she's got people helping her so that she doesn't make an idiot out of herself but i mean you you can you can get away with that now with the right gear you don't have to be so worried like I don't even really quite have the right gear. Like the microphone I have is actually designed for recording music. It's a pretty sophisticated, very sensitive condenser microphone. That will mean nothing to you if you're not a radio engineer or audio engineer. But it's it's a it's a professional microphone, and I've got this thing hanging from a you know a boom stand with a shock mount so that it doesn't pick up every vibration that happens. In the house, like if like the dog walks down the hallway, the microphone doesn't pick that up, you know, kind of thing. Or a, a car drives by outside, the mic doesn't pick that up, that vibration. Otherwise it would. Um, and I've got a pop filter on this and all this kind of stuff, right? But there are mics that you can get that are so idiot proof that, and they sound really good. They sound good, as good as this one, maybe even better because of the way they're being manhandled. And you'll notice if you watch these live streams of some of these comedians that do podcasts. They're all using this one specific Shure. Uh, it's the brand Shure. They're using this one specific microphone. That is by far the most idiot proof professional grade mic that you can get. Because it is. it was designed for um, radio studios. And it would be the mic that you put into the you put on the side of the desk in the studio with the guest who isn't a trained professional and doesn't know to keep their hands off the mic, doesn't know to not like hold it and all that kind of stuff, and and it tolerates that and it doesn't make all these weird freaking noises when you do that. So there you go. There's your sermon on this stuff. But but anyway, like the gear that you can get, I mean, you can just you can literally go online. You can go to a a professional music uh equipment site like sweetwater sound and you can buy a podcasting kit and if you have a computer that works well that's got usb inputs um you can hook everything up in a matter of uh, like 10 minutes and you can be recording like 15 minutes later that's that's the crazy level of where we're at with this technology now so you know on that level i get the whole asmr thing is like you know kids Young people could get really sensitive audio equipment and they turn it on, they put the headphones on, they go, wow, this could pick up my, the sound of me chewing all of my mouth sounds, you know, and they just think that's cool. And then the others, and there's other stuff they do, right? You know, cause internet. <laughs> yes, because internet, uh, and, and that gets on there. So, yeah, weird. It's a strange world we live in. <sighs> and that's uh, that's my old man moment for the night. Maybe one of two. I think I have another one coming. Another one coming on. Before I get there, though, I'm gonna play. Um, uh, so I have a really I have a huge soft spot for Stuart Copeland from the police he's like one of my like if my my triumvirate of favorite drummers he's one of the f- three like most favorite drummers I have a lot of favorite drummers I like drummers i'm I'm a sucker for really great drummers um but Stuart Copeland's one of my favoriteest. yeah that's a word go look it up it's i mean you'll find it people have used it so there um and he did this record with stan Ridgway, who was in wall of voodoo and it's so great the way this works the, the pairing between the two dudes just works there's you you gotta hear it and you shall
2: I feel a tug on the line, which end will I be on this time? afraid of. And I'll be swimming in the sea. No banging on this glass for me. My eyes saw red when my life turned blue. So I'm leaving everything that's true. And I'll jump into a brand new skin. And then you won't be able to box me.
0: I predict I remember seeing them in concert. Um I think it was in Berkeley. Might have been at the Berkeley Community Theatre. I'm not sure. Uh and being really surprised. I didn't know the band all that well at that point, but I remember being really surprised that basically what they put on was a hard rock show. Um they, they played very, very arty, new wavy sort of music, but their show was very much a hard rock show. And I I remember that song, I predict, it was my favorite song of the whole show, and it featured one of the male brothers, um, the, the guy who doesn't sing. Um, I, I think his name, I think he's Russell. I think he's Russell. Um, who's sort of, he always ha- dressed, like he was the creepy science teacher at your high school. Um, and that song they just dragged out that boom 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 beat, and he walked out to the edge of the stage and did the most disturbing strip tease I have ever seen in my life, and it was hilarious. Um one, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a concert. And then he played the rest of the show in his underwear, which was also hilarious. Um, so there you go. Uh, that Sparks. I predict before that, The Fix, Deeper and Deeper. Um, that's kind of like a haha, a deep cut. Because um, as I recall, that song's originally from a movie soundtrack, um, like Streets of Fire or something like that. Um, and so it was kind of hard to come by at one point. Well, it wasn't hard to come by. Like you could buy the Streets of Fire soundtrack, but bleh, then you'd have the Streets of Fire soundtrack, which just happened to have that cool fix on it. Anyway, for that missing persons, noticeable one, um, I have really rediscovered the the first missing persons missing persons record and. It is great. There is not a bad song on that record. It is an incredible album, and it's amazing that it got made. Because you just, you just look at this, this is a crazy aggregation of um, mostly unknown folks at that point. Like Terry Bozio was really, really well-known um, amongst Frank Zappa fans, right, for having been in Frank Zappa's band for for several years. Um, but Dale Bozio was... Nobody. Um she'd been like a chorus girl in the F- Frank Zappa theatrical productions of their shows, and um, you know, Warren Kukovillov, who nobody knew of him, and Patrick Ahern, nobody knew of him. So it's like this bunch of unknowns who just, just wham onto the scene with this incredibly well put together, well produced record. And it's and it's cool. It's cool stuff. Great drumming on that record. Again with the drumming. Uh Stuart Copeland With, uh, vocals by, um, (laughs) Standard Ridway from Wall of Voodoo. Don't box me in. Um, we used to make fun of that song. Actually, that's another one from a soundtrack, um, soundtrack record. I'm trying to remember what the, uh, Rumblefish. It was on the soundtrack to Rumblefish, so... There you go. I think police were still a thing when that song was recorded or might have just called it a day. Dunno. Dunno. Not sure. Not gonna look it up. Don't care. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's just music. I mean, I could spew facts at you and it doesn't matter. Who cares? I mean, if it's a funny story, sure, I'll share it. Like, you know, Russell Mail stripping down to his underpants. um, Being the, the creepiest and weirdest striptease in the universe. Yeah, that's That's interesting, but that sparked your imagination a little bit. (laughs) I'm evil. This is Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record here on Radio Nope. I am happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I'm glad to have you all with me. Uh, I'm gonna get back into some more music. I'm gonna go into some. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean lean into the Venus flytrap right now. Let's just lean into it. How's that sound? Yeah. Let's get wow. That's Iggy Pop with fun time. It's I like the irony that's built into that song. It's you know, it's fun. But it doesn't sound fun. There's nothing fun sounding about that song. And one of the worst things I've ever seen Iggy Pop do was actually do a fun version of that song live, because it made me mad. Because I figured of all people who would get what was going on with that song. It should be Iggy. And like, he just, at this one show, he just clearly did not get it. Um, Either that or he was messing with everybody. Uh, It's possible. Equally possible possibilities. Before that, Talking Heads with The Overload, uh, Miles Davis did Honky Tonk and Oliver Nelson with Skull Session. So that was, that was my fly trappy set for tonight. I actually think of, yeah, that was my fly trappy set for tonight. Because I am about out of here. Uh, I promised to rant. So today, the Oakland A's announced that uh, Major League Baseball had get basically given them permission to seek a new home. And. A's fans all over the Bay Area lost their collective minds over this and I had multiple exchanges online with people where I just said, "Folks, this is a baseball team. This is a this is a business owned by billionaires trying to extort money from the taxpayers of Oakland in order to frighten them into getting what they want. It's not a we're leaving announcement. It is extortion and it's bullshit. And if you fall for it, you deserve to not have a city that has any money to spend on anything important. That's that's seriously it. Because sports teams are businesses owned by billionaires. And those billionaires don't actually need any of our money to build their buildings, to run their business in. They don't need it. They don't even need to use their own money because they could walk into any bank, you know, virtually speaking, like, billionaires don't go into banks, but they have bankers. They could go to their banker and say, I need to finance the construction of a stadium for my team that is worth hundreds of millions of dollars has potential revenue out the yin-yang, um, can you give me a good deal? And, and actually, considering the fact that that interest rates at the moment are are effectively zero, money is basically free if you're rich enough, why wouldn't they do it that way? There's all kinds of economic arguments for why that would be the way to do it. Heck, they could go to J.P. Morgan and they could issue bonds. They could sell bonds to finance the whole deal. They don't need the taxpayers' money at all. Not a dime of it. You fall for this, you're a moron. And you deserve to have a city that doesn't function uh, and a sports team that doesn't care about you, that laughs at you. Laughs, I tell you. Okay, there's my rant. That's my rant for this week. (sighs) <sighs> not much of a rant but it's it's what you're gonna get this week and along those lines i will I will send us off into the into the ether with this little ditty about money see you next week folks <laughs>
1: I'm going to Hollywood. They'll see that I'm so good. I won't care how I feel. And I'll get the fuck broke shield, and I'll just sit and grin. The money. It's going to be a storm It's nice to have a car Yeah, you'll have to admit That I'll be rich as shit And I'll just sit and grin The money will
2: the money